Hello, and welcome to Follow the Woo podcast, where each week I, Fenelon Kush, will guide you on a journey into the land of the woo. We're going to investigate witchcraft, meditations, the paranormal and supernatural, alien and fey encounters, gurus, shamanism, and, and, and all the woo. So hold on to your butt. This just might be the weirdest part of your day. Hello, humans. Happy Yuletide to you. Today is Yule, or the beginning of Yule, really. Um, It's also the winter solstice, and some people call it midwinter as well. So this is a really fun time of year for me. I don't know about you. I don't love being cold, mostly because I have a really unusual nerve disorder. And as you can imagine, that's not a good combo for the cold weather. But I love everything about holiday spirit, being really generous and gift giving and spending extra time resting and being with your friends and family. I hope it's a nice time for you. We're going to do a Yule episode this week, today, right now, you're listening to it, because I didn't want to skip one more. Of course, I skipped the biggest, most like important holiday or Sabbath for witches and pagans, Samhain. But don't worry, I told you, I will get you a Samhain episode someday. So the best I can do right now is focus on Yule, where we are right now, which is really exciting. We've got a new moon coming up on the 23rd. It's in Capricorn, which is exciting. As many of you know, I'm a Capricorn. Sun's in Capricorn right now. Moon's in Capricorn, or it will be in a couple days here. And that's really cool for a lot of reasons, not just because I'm a Capricorn, but also because the sun represents desires and the moon represents needs. And when they're both in the same sign at the same time, it's this moment where those can come together, desires and needs. And when it's a new moon on top of that, it means that it's a really nice combination for essentially setting like really solid New Year's resolutions. Obviously for witches and pagans, the new year is not always January 1st. It's often Samhain. So that can be kind of confusing, but we have a collective energy that surrounds January 1st. And so there's always going to be that feeling, no matter what you practice, that this is the start of something new. Most of my being is like, fuck a resolution, because it seems like a weird way to put a bunch of pressure on ourselves. I feel like they're kind of like diets. It doesn't really work that way. Diets don't really work generally, not in the long term, at least not for like long lasting change in the body. And so I think what's more exciting about it is not that it's so much resolution based, but it's a really nice combination of astrological things happening for you to sort of like take that thing that was already gestating and get clear about where you want to go in the coming year. Not so much rigid goals that you must follow. And if you fail, you will like feel like shit about yourself. You know, it's more about making a good solid plan that gets you motivated and pumped up for the coming year. I'm going to take advantage of that. You know, I've been talking to a lot of different energy practitioners and entrepreneurs and coaches and things lately. And pretty much all of them, they schedule a year in advance. And, and I know some of you listening are like, duh, of course you do. Like if you own your own business, you you have to. You have to think that far ahead, quarter by quarter. And I've never really been like that. Like I am a planner for sure, but I've never been able to really see the year like that before in advance. And I think 
partially because it scares me to like commit to things. But I'm going to really take this astrological moment this week to do that. You don't have to plan every little thing that's going to happen, you know, like day to day, hour to hour. That's impossible. You know, I, I maybe some people are that OCD and like detail oriented, but I, I can't. I can't do that. And I am OCD and detail-oriented. But it's kind of thinking about your year within the wheel of the year. You know, those phases of like it goes resting, which is what we're heading into right now. This is the, the resting part of the year. Then it goes to planting. Then it goes to growing. Then it goes to harvesting. And even though traditionally this was based on farming and just like basic survival, it's also the way that things work on this planet. It is always in that process. You're either in a resting stage, a planting stage, growing or harvesting. And so when you think about your year like that, in that order, you can plan accordingly. Like in the summertime when we're getting close to the summer solstice, what a great time for doing like the huge chunk of the work that you need to do because there's that energy of fire. The sun is out. There's lots of desire energy. There's lots of movement. People are outside. And then to like give yourself the opportunity to take some of the more like reflective work that you need to do during the winter season, which is earth-based. So we're entering into the earth season. We just left water season. Earth is hardy and reflective and often connects to death and femininity. Death is often connected with the feminine spirit. There's this cycle within us of death and rebirth. I've been thinking about that a lot lately too, this idea that death is the feminine aspect of things and that life is intrinsically masculine. I mean, obviously there's masculinity and femininity in both, but the sun is very masculine and the moon is very feminine in energy. Now we're in this like very feeling-based feminine moment. So this is the shortest day of the year. And it's a great day to do spell work or to do any kind of connecting with yourself. Just a deeper meditation, lighting candles and saying a few words, maybe trying to connect with a loved one beyond the veil. Anything that feels sort of magical to you specifically, this is a great day to do that. I love doing magical workings on solstices. They're really, really powerful days. And I've talked about this in past episodes, but it's true. I mean, if there's something that's been like tickling the back of your mind lately that you can't really get clear on, I always think these days are the best days to try to tune into your ancestral wisdom to see what the thread of your ancestors have to say to you or to, I don't know, reveal to you in a way. And my birthday is December 27th, two days after Christmas. My mom craved eggnog when she was pregnant with me. All of that makes me feel like it's my power time. And if you're an earth sign, you might feel that way as well. I don't know. Sometimes it's the reverse. You know, sometimes you're an earth sign. And, you know, I know people who are like, no, I do the bulk of my intense work of the year in winter. But I think really the important thing is to just figure out what works for you and see if this is a time that makes sense for you to do more like journaling and reflective activities or if you're like one of the outliers and you you really do like to get loads of work done during the winter because everybody else is resting so you have way more time. I don't know. So Yule is generally from like the 21st, 20th, somewhere in there of December to January 1st. This is where like holly and mistletoe and the Yule log, many of you have heard of that. Sometimes people like to dress the Yule log. 
and do all kinds of creative things with logs. And the idea is that you burn the Yule log all night long and it's light continuing on, even though it's the shortest day of the year. Yule this year starts on a Wednesday, which is a Mercury day. And Mercury is connected to masculinity, the number eight, which is a power number. So again, you have a power day, a power number, a very like action-oriented planet on this day, plus the two Capricorn components, one in the sun and one in the moon at the same time. Wednesday is also an air day. So you have a lot of that like air energy to kind of move things forward. Both Mercury and air connect with communications and intellect. So all of that is like a really fertile moment for you to fucking manifest some cool shit this week, today, until the 1st of January. So of the eight Sabbaths that witches and pagans celebrate throughout the year, four of them are based directly on the astronomical events produced by the Earth's tilt, the winter and summer solstices, and obviously the spring and fall equinoxes. This is for the Northern Hemisphere, all of these dates and everything. Just want to make that clear. I think most of my listeners do know that, but just in case you're like, wait a second, this doesn't make sense at all. Yule is located in the north on the wheel of the year, and the north represents this realm of dark nights and chilly, bleak winters. The growing darkness of the autumnal equinox reaches its peak at the winter solstice, so we're at the peak moment. So each day after Yule, the sunlight increases day by day until it reaches its peak in the summer solstice, and on the wheel goes. A lot of people refer to Yule as the sun returning from the darkest night. The Yule log, which we talked a little bit about before, represents the increasing light of the season. Another thing that it can represent is banishing evil spirits. It's common to keep the last piece of your Yule log from the prior year and use it to light the following year's log. It reminds me of like when you get married, you like save a piece of your wedding cake and then eat it uh, a year later. I wish we could do that this year because it's going to be my wife and I's year wedding anniversary on December 28th. And we even got a beautiful milk bar cake. Oh, if you know, you know. But my parents accidentally threw it out. So <laughs> we don't get to eat it. But it's a cool tradition. And sometimes if, if people don't feel like saving that little piece of log all year long, they just take the ashes from the log and they sort of sprinkle them in their backyard or on their porch or both to keep that energy going throughout the coming year. Here's another fun fact. Mistletoe, the white berries on there symbolize semen or did to the ancient Druids. And they're actually remnants of like ancient fertility practices. So mistletoe, holly, ivy, these are all often brought into the home on Yule. And when the earth seems bare and dark, these evergreens are to remind us that spring and greenery will come again. Life will happen again. Even though I said the winter is this like reflective time for contemplation and introspection and deep meditative work, Yule actually marks a break from this time. Traditions that m most Americans still participate in today are connected to the old traditions of Yule, creating garlands, bringing berries and mistletoe and all that into your house, pine wreaths. Those are very Yule-centric. Hot cider, lighting white candles for new cycles and wishes and intentions. I'm using a green candle for the spell that I'm doing with the documentary folks right now. 
you know, you can use something that symbolizes the earth, like brown or green or black even. But if you're wanting to use like a candle specifically for just your manifesting, it is a good time for white because it's focusing on bringing that light in to the height of it during the summer months. And I'm sure all my listeners know this already, but nearly every Christmas tradition circles back to pre-Christian Yule. It's probably not surprising to most of you. But it, it, Yule is one of the oldest winter celebrations in the world. So this one goes way back. Even like the Romans and Celts, they celebrated midwinter by dressing in drag and decorating their houses in greenery and holding processions and giving presents. And I think that's an important thing to remember, too, for all these fucking dumbasses who are generating a culture war around drag queens and trans folks right now. Like, why don't you shove that up your fucking butt? Because, look, like, we've been dressing in drag and non-binary and trans for, like, a long fucking time. Longer than you could ever imagine. Ancient Romans and Celts, okay? Ugh pisses me off. This is a side note, but it reminds me of a TikTok that I watched recently where this girl is just like, do you want to know who consistently hit on me and sexualized me before I was 18? It wasn't drag queens and it wasn't trans people. It was old white men. That's it. That's the whole TikTok. (laughs) And I was like, yes, exactly. We can't go down that rabbit hole today. In many Yule rituals, there's a focus on like the inner spark that's within us, which represents the sun that's within us all. And like I said before, Yule is celebrated for, generally speaking, 12 days, right? So the 21st to the 1st of January. But most people just celebrate on the day. I don't think I do. I celebrate kind of all of December as as much as I possibly can. So it's really up to you. But if you're looking to celebrate like a god or goddess at this time, I love working with Gaia, with the earth goddess. This is a great time to connect with the earth. And I like to just listen to her sometimes. Go sit outside with her. Or if it's too cold, grab some dirt, bring it into your house, hold it in your hand during your meditation and ask the dirt, what wisdom does it have for you? Because there's wisdom in dirt. You know, I know some people might be like, are you fucking kidding me? Am I asking dirt for wisdom? But I honestly think that dirt has more wisdom than we do, okay? It's a low bar. I do think there are disembodied entities that may or may not be gods and goddesses. I think those are complicated words. I think if that works for you, that's awesome. But I like to focus on the feelings of things, not necessarily the worshiping of things that are outside of ourselves. But at the same time, I do try to maintain a humility. I am small, and there are many different entities that I do not understand. And shit, I don't understand most things. So it's whatever works for you. Bloodstones, rubies, clear quartz, emeralds, garnets. These are common stones for the holiday. Burning cedar, pine, bayberry, which is one of my favorite scents. I love bayberry. In fact, I usually year-round wear Bayberry because I feel like Yule represents my energy and my spirit in a lot of ways. In fact, I used to date a girl who called me, my nickname was Winter. But cinnamon also, again, it's all about that warmth, warming spices, nutmeg and cardamom and cinnamon. All that is warming because, first of all, it's fucking cold. 
But second of all, you're reminding yourself that there is warmth within you that you can sustain until summer comes or until spring comes. Some other names for Yule are Sun Return, Pagan New Year, and I know that changes depending on the group. Some people think of Samhain as New Year's. The Winter Solstice, Yuletide, Festival of Soul, the Great Day of the Cauldron, the Festival of Growth. It's about the rebirth of God, also honoring the triple goddess, the return of the sun. It's also a really good time to give gifts to dead ones or offerings to dead ones. If you have altars already set up, you might want to put out some nice mulled cider or something for them or something that's really winter-based. Some of the goddesses connected to this holiday are Befana, which is Italian, the Changing Woman, which is Apache, Gaia, which is Greek, Lilith, Hebrew, the Virgin Mary, which is Christian or Gnostic, Pax, which is Roman, the Spinning Woman, Native American. Some of the gods are Apollo, Balder, which is Norse, Helios, Greek, Kronos, also Greek, Lu, which is Irish, Oak, or the Holly King, which is Anglo-Celtic, Ra, which is Egyptian, Sol, which is Roman, Father, Son, which is Native American. I mean, there's tons, but if any of those pop out to you and you think, yes, that is who I shall worship this evening, go for it. Anyway, that's kind of my two cents on Yule. It's a great time of year, in my opinion, and if you have time to really be with your people, do it. We started watching Bad Mom's Christmas last night. There's a great moral to the story of that movie, which is that like Christmas does not have to be this overly stressful thing, especially for women who are holding everything together in the family and doing all the shopping and doing all the things that they would normally do, plus everything else capitalist culture requires of us, especially moms. It doesn't have to be like that, though. Be like the bad moms in Bad Moms Christmas. Take shots with the people at the mall. Steal the Lady Footlocker tree. Just remember what Christmas or Yule, the ancient lineage of these traditions is. It's about taking this time to be with each other and to be cozy. In um, Norwegian, they have a word, huga, spelled H-Y-G-G-E, I believe. And it's just this idea of being super cozy and warm and comfortable with blankets and a fireplace and hot drinks and slippers and storytelling and really warm food and hugs and scars and kisses and just this time to be more comfortable within our own homes, but then also with each other and relax. And as you know, I am also telling myself this. I am going to do my very best to relax and enjoy. Before we go apeshit in the beginning of 2023, that's what I want for you and my birthday. I want for you to be comfy and cozy, to fully embody the concept of Hugo. All right. Till next time, y'all. Bye. Thank you for following the woo with me today. If you love what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to Follow the Woo wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling particularly stoked about this show, please leave a review and or rating. You can also support this podcast by becoming a member of The Order of Woo, where you'll get community access and loads of extra goodies exclusively on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash follow the woo. 
The Order of Wu patrons bolster this podcast and community and allow for the creation of more content, products, services, and events over time. Every little bit helps, and I'm so grateful for the patrons who have joined the order already. If you've experienced something magical, mystical, or just downright weird and want to discuss it, or if you're interested in sharing your expertise, or if you want me to research a Wu topic with you or for you, please email me at followthewu at gmail.com. Join me next week for another woo topic. And remember, tell the truth, be nice to each other, and if it feels right, 